to all the longtime Willow fans, the Willow mongers, the Willing Me Softlies, and the Low Boys. We are talking Willow season one, the series so far. Season one? Tonight. Question mark? Question mark. And this is a little bit different than we've done than all the other episodes so far as we've watched them and then given our quick reaction and, you know, sort of rating on those particular episodes. But tonight we decided to get together because it is the season finale and talk a little bit about that eighth episode in depth while also sort of covering the the season as a whole. So I don't know. Let's get started, guys. Are you excited to talk about Willow tonight? John? Peck, 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 peck. Yeah. Um, I am. I like seeing Val Kilmer uh with Deep Fake was insane. If people saw the post credits post credit scene, I don't know if people yeah. stayed for that, but that was wild. So go back and watch it. <laughs> you said that and I literally to... went, wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. Well, first of all, I, I, I'm just trying to get people to watch watch again. I get those ratings up because we want some you more willow. You don't need Willow. to do that. Willow's that good. People should and just show good, up. But there's good reason for it because they left us with quite the cliffhanger uh, literally and figuratively and I am just really excited to talk about it because I feel like this show I noticed people, you know, started it out Lucasfilm faithful Star Wars fans and stuff, but I I saw at least with social media people like bowed out a bit and people didn't really cover it. There weren't a lot of Star Wars pods that covered it. So I'm glad we did because I think it's cool that all three of us enjoyed it. Um, so that was awesome in itself. But also, um, I just like the fact that this series genuinely got better as it went along. That's a, a th- that's a common thing that is said often about movies or shows or whatever. Is like it kept getting better, kept getting better. The sequel is better than that. This show really did build upon itself. And they did a good job of... Um, setting the tone with the characters and then really taking us for a ride. And by the end of it, it was almost like this was so good. I was hoping the special effects were going to be cheesier to match the movie. Oh my God. If you remember like the final scenes of the Willow movie, you're like, Oh, you know, but this, especially they brought it on all aspects of the show. And I'm really excited to talk about it. I, I cannot properly emphasize how obsessed i am with the series (laughs) i've loved every second of it and to the point that every time i do a review for the the reaction review video on our youtube channel i get called a liar by like 15 people uh literally 15 there's only about 15 people but i get called a liar (laughs) and it just makes me laugh because i'm like i am being a hundred percent 110 percent genuine that this series is amazing uh I was telling these guys as I was watching Willow for the first time for like a long time, I was like writing in caps to them being like, this is the best movie ever. (laughs) Like I was loving it. And then to go into the series and it just took so many different twists and turns that I wasn't expecting. I don't care what anybody says. I was like, oh, it's so predictable. Not necessarily. (laughs) And I don't think this one was. I think the characters are new. They're original, but like they're relatable and I loved the writing by John Kasdan. I thought he was hilarious and all his characters really had their moments to shine while also these just like little quips here and there that you just laugh out loud at. Um, the finale was epic. Um, it really showed Alora Denon's power and I was just having all these like Ray moments that I was like, oh, this is so wonderful uh, that 
I just, I, I really do hope because James pointed this out to John and I after we had watched it. I really do hope the book thing at the end is true and they are going to do a volume two and a volume three and continue this to really tell the full story because they we left it. Just, we just should just say that right off the bat because yeah. you guys both missed it. So there's probably people watching well, right now that missed that as well. I, to, uh, to be fair, I watched it. This was my first day back at the office. <laughs> like literally the first day in my office for a full work day. And I watched it on my break sort of at work. And so as soon as like uh, dire straits kicked in, I'm like, I had to shut it down and get back to business. Um, so yeah, I was I jamming out my desk. I had it so, in one window and was working in the other window. And I told James on the phone because he called me to see my reaction. And he's like, did you watch it? And I'm like, yeah, it's great. He's like, did you see the end? I was like, oh, yeah, I saw it. He's like, no, did you see the so, other end? And I'm so like, James, the paint, other end. So so paint. <laughs> Paint the picture for us. When you were watching it, did you connect the dots immediately? Like when you when you because oh, yeah. a lot of people didn't pick up on this. So so what was your experience like when you saw that? So yeah, to, to be clear, what it is is uh you know you get that that final vision at the end of the episode, and then it, it you know the music hits, and we go to the illustrated uh, like and, the watercolor painted right? credits. Yeah, the, the aha um, video, and that's sort of the like oh well that's how it ended right, and then that song plays all the way through, and it, it shows like this cool portrait that I don't think we've seen in any of the other episodes of like mm -hmm. everything all together. It kind of makes a new poster, which I'm sure we could probably get. It'd be neat to get it celebration if they put that out, but uh, but then it 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 fades or cuts to. Um, or no, actually, I think it as it pulls out more or less, that's in the book. That portrait is in the book that from the beginning, mm -hmm. opening up every time and seeing like we're on chapter two or chapter three. And they then they close the book and the hand puts it back onto a shelf full of books right next to a book of a different color and another book of a different color. So it's like red, blue and green. And the one he's putting back is has a one in Roman numerals and then a two in Roman numerals next to it and a three in Roman numerals next to it. And so to me, that says you just watched book one. You still have more of this story left to go. There's John Favreau's there's like three and then the story's done. There's no more after that. Mm -hmm. So to me, yeah. it seemed like that was the sort of book of Boba Fett moment that well, they that's were what I was saving. Saying, like John Favreau's like, maybe I should have included a book. <laughs> yeah. It's that sort of book of Boba Fett moment where you're, you're like, Oh, that that's coming. There's a, this is the announcement sort of thing. So it was a teaser to an announcement that we, right. that you've watched season one. Now you're getting, you're going to get two right. and three and then we're done. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I mean, theoretically, it could also be John Kasdan. He's very vocal about saying, I've got more solo stories. You know, they're written. They're there. They're in canon as far as he's concerned, but we haven't gotten it yet. War, Maybe this War is just a nod to say, I've got more stories. If you want them, they're yeah. right there. Warwick Davis Nothing tweeted today confirmed. saying, look, I look forward to season two. So. All right. Well, then that's so go. awesome. Yeah. I, I couldn't help but think, though, with the the whole book thing that I was like, here's Kasdan making it perfectly clear. He has more stories to tell in the first ver the first volume so that they can't do the solo thing where they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have series. And they're like, no, we're not. And he's like, yes, you are. Because we're yep. literally going to show that, that there's more stories to tell. Um, I'm curious, yeah. though. What did you guys think of the finale? Do you think it delivered? Because obviously, you know, I I oh. think that. But what did you guys think? What was your favorite part of the finale? John? I, I mean, I thought it was the best episode yet. I thought uh, 
I, I really mean that when I say this series just kept getting better and better. Um, and I like the idea and we could maybe at the end do sort of like a we'll speculate on season two, but um, it is a part of my point in that I like now that we are so established with these characters having their arcs completed with this story that uh, I'm excited to see where they can go from here, especially now that they're the, this sort of like crew together and there's that chemistry that is off camera and in story. Uh, if you watch any of the behind the scenes clips, th this crew clearly had an absolute blast making this show. <laughs> when Forbin's like, do you guys want to make out? And they're like, what? He's like, we could just make out. We don't have to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, and I also found it funny because there were some comments on at least one of my reviews, I don't know about you guys, but they were like, someone said like, man, they really abused the volume on this one. And then you look at the behind the scenes, they're like, no, they were on location at that beach. Like they were really at that place. So it's funny mm -hmm. how things look a certain way to people. Now the point that people are just now assuming it was in that volume and it wasn't. Um, but I, I really enjoyed this finale for a lot of reasons. I felt like it had that epic feeling to it. It had a grand vibe to it i thought the special effects were awesome um i liked the story i thought the fight scenes were fantastic i liked going back and forth it felt like at the end of a star wars movie a traditional star wars movie where we show the lightsaber duel here and then we go to the space battle here and then the ground battle here like we're going from right. the qui-gon obi-wan versus darth maul with eric and jade and kit and then we're going to Alora and what she's doing with the witch and like we're and then Willow shows up and you know Willow has his Luke Skywalker moment that I think a lot of people were probably hoping for in like the Force Awakens or something. It just all they pushed Kazan pushed all the right buttons here and credit to all the writers and everyone else who directed of course, but it's his show, he's the showrunner. I thought he did such a wonderful job of telling the story because it did feel like Willow to me. Um but uh with a modern special effects and he also made it feel fresh and he took chances without question obviously having uh right out in the open lesbian relationship they didn't skirt around it they had these two characters you know saying that they love each other and all that stuff and he he said i'm doing this and i don't care what the pushback is if you look at the audience score on rotten tomatoes of 28 which is like lower than the worst movie of all time like master of disguise with dana carvey i think there's a reason for that but I, I'm glad that he took those chances because he could have just played it safe and did a, a soft sequel or whatever. He told us a new story, and I liked all these characters. I know from the funny supporting characters, comic relief like a Borman, who's sort of that replacement for Mad Mardigan in a sense. He's that rogue mm -hmm. who has a heart He's of kind gold. of the Han Solo. Yeah. Now, was this series missing Val Kilmer a hundred percent? Because you can't replace that guy, especially that character. Um, but they still were able to pull it off and have his presence felt throughout it. And he get, uh, Val Kimmer had given his blessing to the story. But, you know, I thought Kit, uh, her arc was wonderful. I, lo I love Alora. Uh, you know, that I think that girl, that girl has a great future uh, as an actor. Ellie, uh, I, yeah. Eric, the only one I didn't like a lot was actually Eric. I didn't really care too much for that. And I felt like his turn was a little rushed. But overall, seeing the old cast, you know, Warwick Davis brought it too. Uh, mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. he gave his all to this, and I thought he did a great job with uh, balancing the humor, but also the serious elements of the story. And I, I feel like they did a good job of towing that line of making fun of itself, being self-aware of how silly it is, but also bringing that heart that Willow uh, uh, endeared 
people to in the uh, 34 years ago. So overall, I just thought they rounded it out great. And, and this was, in my opinion, you know, James, you and I briefly talked earlier. This was my favorite episode. I think seven was probably my favorite episode. This is this is close, though. Um, I think the only thing that I was sort of hung up on was like there's a couple like weird things where I was like, I wish they just kind of flushed that out a little bit better. You know, this, this like thing or this thing. Well, for instance, Sean just said, like, I felt like his uh, Eric's switch was kind of quick and stuff. Uh, there were a couple times where I'm like, this feels a little formulaic at times. Even the final battle, it felt like it was. It, it felt like it quickly turned and then it was over kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yep. And I mean, that's not to say that that doesn't happen in like the rise of Skywalker too. <laughs> you know, it's like all or of a the first Willow. second lightsaber. And then it's like, you're done, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. Just at, at certain times, there were just certain little things that I was like, okay, you know, I, I think there's something about like just the human brain and like putting the expectations on, the season finale and oh this one's gonna be great this one's gonna be a big one and maybe having too much going into it um like if i knew there was one more and then i watched that episode i'd have been like that was great i can't wait to see the next one and then somebody would be like oh there is no next one that was the last one i'd be like oh shoot (laughs) you know Mm -hmm, i probably mm would have enjoyed it more but knowing it was the season finale i might have put a little bit too much like i can't and not to mention, too, we also got the advanced copy, so we saw most of this ahead of time. So we've been waiting not a week, but like even longer to see this and kind of building up in our minds what it could be. So maybe there was a little bit of that, but I do think like as just the fu- finale of this season of this show, I think it landed. Uh, everything felt good. I was looking at, you know... Uh, Reddit threads and other things this morning of people talking about final predictions before, or it was last yesterday, but final predictions before things happen. And it was just interesting how I think there's been a turn at least in like the Willow official Reddit where people didn't like it. And it was very calm right at the very beginning. Uh, Nobody was really posting things. And as time has gone on, I've seen more and more and more people posting uh, it's like revived that subreddit. There's now fan art. There's now theories. There's like people saying, what I really love about this character is this, you know, and lots of those posts. It, it really did come alive throughout this season. So I'm excited because it. Um, I think people who like Willow have now felt a little bit more okay with it. Sort of like what we say about solo. Like for a while, there was this period where you weren't allowed to like solo. And then mm, like, mm-hmm. as you find the right people, you're like, Oh, I thought I was the only one. I was afraid to say I liked it. We and get a lot of those comments starting, on our videos. Yeah. Like, Oh, I didn't, I've been looking for out. this. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas. So like, I, I let cat, let John Kazan keep making star Wars. Let him keep making this stuff. Like he gets this stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, I know his dad, co-wrote solo with him but you can clearly tell when this guy writes a story he fell right from that tree and there he 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 seems to do what i love which is write characters first and those relationships and then go outward and Mm -hmm. that always works for me like the plot of this whether it's called a realm or whatever that really didn't matter to me it was about buying into these people and i did Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah, there were 
man, this episode was my favorite. And I see people in the chat talking about Kenneth, and I agree. He he's probably my favorite thing about this well, series just Kenneth. because he's yeah, it's just so cool. And I, I read the article where they talked about how they made it. And I think it was like four different guys were making it come to life. And they had like animatronic type stuff, like with the big controller, like they do with Grogu and stuff. Um, so that's really exciting. But with the season finale, I just felt like there were so many different elements of things that reminded me of my childhood mm -hmm. and like brought back kind of those feelings of like oh my gosh this happened in that thing and this happened in that and like it made me wonder if Kasdan was pulling from those types of elements I'm not I'm sure not all of them but some of them like the whole scene of Alora Dannon and Kit kind of being in this world where they like were forgetting what's going on like that to me is just straight from Labyrinth like with yeah. Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie where like she doesn't know what's going on she's at the ball and everything's perfect and then she realizes like, wait something's wrong and then she's like right back into her room in the next scene and thinks that everything's fine and then realizes no wait a second it's not and everything comes crumbling down it like reminded me of that i loved the transformation with the armor and kit and i will 100 percent admit i was someone that hated kit in the beginning i hated the character so much oh really i thought mm. she was so annoying i thought she, i was like oh god she's just like so grating i don't know her personality just like bothered me i felt like because she was just so mean to Alora dan and that i was like i don't like her i have come full circle on her she is my favorite character i love everything about her i think she's perfection um i loved the moment between her and borman where he well you know what's coming he's gonna give her the armor he gave her the armor and he's like this is you this is your story i loved those lines between yeah, the two of I, them i thought of you when they said that actually it was just so like, this is your time. This is your story. It's like, it's yours to take. Um, and I loved the transformation. It was so cool. I can't wait was... for Kit season two. <laughs> right. It was very like Sailor Moon, her transformation where like kind of like falls down her body and like falls into place. Yeah. It's also very Iron Man. Um, but man, Kit is the best. It's so amazing. I, I love everything about her and I can't wait to see what she does in volume two and volume three because that actress um i believe her name is rose ruby 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 cruz uh ruby, ruby cruz yeah. yeah uh she's she's killing it and, and she was a late replacement too there was another actor in place and something fell through there and then she got the part i couldn't late. see anyone else playing that part she plays it with not just kind of this uh like excitement kind of overconfidence swagger that she has but then like there's also this like really vulnerable like i'm still learning my way um which is just such a hard thing i think for actors to get sometimes is like that vulnerable side it's easy to play the bad guy or be snarky or be you know kind of like a borman i guess it's like easy to kind of be the goofy funny guy but to like really have those moments where you're giving into uh being scared I think she played that really, really well. And it was really nice to see the engagement with her mother, even though it was a fake mom, where she's like, I accept you for who you are. Like you really learned their deepest, darkest, oh, the, what they wanted so bad. Yeah. yeah um, that, was like, that was like biblical. I had the, the temptation that they were all facing in that weird uh, fantasy land where they're right. like, oh, if I just sign up for this, then I could have this fake piece like the Matrix, you know? 
It's and funny. I thought of James. James said he thought about me with the armor part. I thought of James mm -hmm. with this part because James is the type of person that would be like, okay, you're given a choice. You could have your perfect life if you drink this stuff, but then you have to go back to war if you say no. Like, which one would you choose? Like, I see you asking questions like that, James. So I was like, oh, James probably loves this like idea of like, will they choose what they want versus what's for the greater good or like, what does that look like? I, the whole time that was happening for me, I was just thinking, I'm surprised they're entertaining this idea. Like it seemed, and I just had to go with, well, when you're in this magical world and you're in front of this thing, you know what I mean? Like when you're in that situation, I, I could understand that. That was, that was one of the other things too. It's like, I felt like there was a beat that I wish was a little bit more fleshed out uh elora's like fantasy of the whole like marriage thing because she got her dress she felt was like she was 100% bought in all the way till that kiss and then all of a sudden she was like i don't even like you and i was like that was a quick turn well i think I wish... she got the flash of the mouth or whatever it was remember it was like this like really cre they'd have like little moments where you'd be like yeah. wait there's something well, there yeah i was i was just wishing that was a little bit more like she was kind of fighting against it but like but the like this can't be real, you know, or her something hair was like blonde then, again. Like something uh, was all the, that yeah, was I the noticed that as well. That yeah. was yeah. such a really cool detail that every time she kind of backpedaled or fell back into her insecurity, she'd get like a stripe of blonde or go back to blonde and then she'd go red again and she'd go back to blonde. Like you see it throughout the show that mm. it's like all of a sudden she'll be all red and then she'll have like one stripe of blonde. <laughs> Well, what did he, what did he, what was her first name before the reveal? Like Dove or Dove. something like that. So, and he was calling her that too. It's almost like that manipulation. That was his name. Her, what was her name? It was something like very German. Like, well, I mean, oh, oh. They, she only mentions it once just to say like, well, everybody calls me Dove because my real name is this. And everybody's like, it was like yeah, Gertrude or something. It was something yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, the all that manipulation of trying to put her mind frame back into Rune where Hilda. she was before she realized she was Alora, and right. it's the, the it's her look, her blonde hair, it's uh, which is a mask, uh, calling her Dove. It's just sort of that that mental manipulation to try to um er erase her realization of who she is, and then yeah, she has that sort of like awakening moment, and then Willow shows up and burns the whole thing down and i uh, loved I, that i loved that yeah. moment Maybe i like that they it's... still allowed willow to be the hero alongside these new heroes i think yeah. that was yeah. important i was gonna i was gonna ask you john because i did when the line was said this is your story i thought who is the main character in this like who you know who am i supposed to be following and i'm like sometimes i think it's laura sometimes i think it's kit um so i'm fine with that show following it but the show's called willow and i was like yeah andor critic over here like you know yeah. why is the show called andor when he's yeah. not really the focus at times and i'm like i think andor's story was more andor than this was willow's story it's, he's very much one of the people and probably not even either of the two main characters it's called opinion. Willow because the first movie was called Willow. I know the real reason. <laughs> I'm just it's saying. Willow. Yeah, I'm just saying um, it's one of those things where maybe they possibly could have got away with calling the show Alora or something, and everybody would I, just know Willow's the movie, Alora's the TV show. But I, I don't know. I see Kit as the main protagonist 
Um, and not because Borman's like, I realize this isn't my story, it's your story. Because the first characters we meet are Kit are and Jade. Mm-hmm. And she goes through the biggest transformation in terms of a character arc. I know Alora discovers her powers, but Kit goes from this bitter, angsty teenage type who is has this, you know, arranged who marriage. She She's supposed to be this royal entity, and that's not who she is. And also the bitterness towards the why you he always chose you. It was always you. It was always about you and ang- mm-hmm. her anger towards that, which any kid. This is, again, a very George Lucas thing. This is a lesson for kids to learn because kids get possessive. uh, Kids get jealous. Kids get bitter. And like George Lucas said, you have a choice to make. You either choose the light or the dark. And Kit goes through this whole thing where she lets go of all that and winds up being better for it because then she finds her path because she lets go of all the things she's obsessed with about Alora and is able to finally focus on herself. And it comes it comes to her at the end. So I thought I in my opinion, Kit is the main character. Yes, Alora is the you know the chosen one in terms of her powers and stuff. And you have Willow there, but he's like a legacy supporting character, mm-hmm. though very impactful. But for me, you guys may disagree. It's Kit's story, in my opinion. So, Lacey, where are you? I think at it's on a that? combination. I think it's a combination of Alora and Kit because it's telling That's just like I'm the original at. Willow, like Alora's the centerpiece, but then Willow and Val Kilmer's character are like the main two characters. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's because they start to like hate each evident. other. It's evident in the, this final episode as they're, they're going, they jump off the cliff together in the last episode and they're mm-hmm. there in that world together. They're yep. making the decisions. They're having the conversations. They're spinning around back to back. It's like, it, it's very evident that when we get to this final episode, the two lead characters of this story are the people who have gotten the furthest, you know, and everybody else follows. Right. I, I definitely think, like I just said earlier, like Kit came out on top for me, like her character arc, everything about what she was sacrificing and knowing that she was doing something for the greater good. And like, she's, I think the character that changed the most through this journey. And I think even though Laura has come into her powers and like what her role is, I think when the time came, she still froze. And without her friends there, like Graydon, who we'll get to in a second, she wouldn't have, and Willow, she wouldn't have succeeded. She would have failed. So I think that we're back into another story, which the three of us love so much, which is found family. Alora has found her family again. They, She found the people that she belongs with. And that's where the episode ends is Kit saying, hey, are you coming? You belong here up with a, up here with us. And it was just like such a perfectly done moment. Um, but I think there were a lot of gruesome moments in this episode. I'm not going to lie. Like where the crone like morphs into herself and her eye like falls out and like, like mm-hmm. grading gets exploded. <laughs> like it was very crazy. I was very yeah, surprised. He, he got, he got Thanos real did. quick. Yes, yeah. he definitely yeah. did. Yeah, and then the worm you, itself you looked that, like disgusting. a dusting sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he just evaporated. That's what it sort of looked like to me. And then like, as I was thinking about kind of how the ending goes, I was like, I don't know. Was it more of like the stuff behind him, like reached up and grabbed it looked like he got exploded. Oh yeah. (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie ready or not? Yes. No, he got ready or not. (laughs) 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 
Um, but I was excited to see him at the end. So really quick before we can go back and get into the whole series, I guess we can get into some of the other moments in the series. But the moment at the end where you see him wake up, we were kind of talking about this right before the show is like he's waking up in the same exact position, which is a deliberate choice by the people that made the show that Laura Dannon was waking up in her vision. And then he sees her and he's with this army. I think that he's now obviously alive in this other realm. Laura Dannon is not Laura Dannon. It's like her evil self, which again, I'm getting total anime like Sailor Moon vibes that like the brother, the love interest comes out and he's on the dark side and then the, they're in another dimension and then that person's on the dark side now and they're a love interest. Like that's very kind of anime for me where like it's like enemies to lovers type thing. <laughs> but um, then to see like the whole army that's going to be unleashed, like it's setting it up into such a place that it's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Um, but I think that's one of the coolest things that happened throughout the series is that Graydon found his powers and you knew something was going to mm-hmm. happen to him. As soon as he admitted to Alora Dan and that he, he loved her, I was like, oh, there he goes. He's dead. <laughs> like as soon as he said that, I, he's like, you don't have to say anything. I love you so much. I was like, oh no, <laughs> sweet, sweet boy. <laughs> I, yeah. I definitely loved, um, there's a moment, uh, with Willow handing, um, him the wand and saying, you're on your way to becoming a great wizard. And I was like, this sorcerer. just reminds or sorcerer. Yeah. It just reminds me so much of the movie. Uh, and I found like, like I'm, I didn't, I haven't rewatched Willow. I've watched it a couple times, probably like three times since, you know, the series was announced or whatever. The movie, you mean the movie? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I'm not like a big fan to the extent of like, I understand the references and I know the lore very deeply, but as I'm bopping around here and there on Twitter or Reddit or YouTube video or something, I'm finding so many fans point out things that are, are very clear and deliberate from the writing staff. Like, like exactly what you were saying, Lacey, like there's a reason he's laying very specifically in this spot because this is an allusion to this, but it also goes back as far as the movies, uh, the movie and the trailer, uh, the books. Like it seems like they named characters, specific things as, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, for these reasons and these reasons. And I'm like, Oh Did my you see gosh, Kit's, man. Uh, Ray just... buns in her flashback. No, I didn't. Ray and er- Ray Kit and Eric, when they're playing and she's calling him back to like oh, the light right. and she's saying, uh, come yeah, back, come cool... back. She thing. has Ray Buns, the entire the little Ray Buns. And I was like, Did you guys oh my catch God. the Palpatine reference? Which one? Oh, the lightning bolts out of your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I was like, that should be a clue that he's the bad guy. Yes. Because his desire is like, whoa, you have power. Can you, fly? Can you shoot yeah. can you shoot lightning bolts out of your fingers? And it's like that's what interests him about having power, you know, is the yeah, Palpatine. Padme and Anakin power. sitting in the field together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about somebody should be in power. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it, it actually astonishes me sometimes when somebody has the ability like a, um, like Ryan Johnson, I, I, you know, we all j- probably just watched glass onion and it's like the details. Oh, that references. Go such. Yes such a movie you know like whether it's just like this background painting or you know which is supposed to be a reference to this or how he's dressed like tom cruise yeah Yeah, all this stuff and i'm like man it's just so many details and john kasdan is one of these people i just get 
more and more convinced that this guy has it all together when it comes to like writing the story. He's like, where the character is going to be named this because it was called this mm-hmm. in 1982 and, you know, whatever, like during yep. this script, this one thing, blah, 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 blah. Well, and, and also I'm, the I'm people, like, that, oh my gosh, man. like the casting stuff, like Julian Glover had a role in this series and, you know, he was able to uh, achieve the, Lucasfilm trifecta of being in Indiana Jones, Star Wars, and <laughs> yeah. Willow, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And someone mm-hmm. else brought up before in in the live chat about Kit's story being like Joseph Campbell's hero's journey story, which is right on. It, it's right on the money. And I I like that. If you think back to the movie Willow, you know the disappearing pig trick, which that's Willow. Like he didn't really have his powers. He didn't really know what he was doing. And he was, he had this magic show for the village and stuff. And he wound up using that simple little trick to fool the ultimate queen into thinking Alora was, he sent Alora to the netherworlds or whatever. And really he just hid her behind something. And he, <laughs> that simple trick is like, you don't need to be all powerful as long as you like believe in yourself. And the, a lot of these characters uh, echoed that in this story, the same way Willow defeated her in the original movie, where he wasn't really using powers, but at the same time, he was able to defeat her by tricking her. And I like that, you know, none of these characters, there's a lot of imperfections with all these characters. There wasn't this, you know, all uh, invincible, all knowing, infallible character. And that adds a level of charm and likability. And they all sort of um, together on like this, a key cohesive unit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Otherwise yeah. there's, there's no risk. There's no kind of chance that things could go wrong. Cause if yeah, someone's even, like, yeah. Even Willow had his flaws still here and, and throughout this very this whole Luke series. Skywalker, this whole series. And I know I, he kept saying yeah. like, Oh, I, you know, I took on Mark Hamill from last Jedi and like, I kind of channeled that. And I was like, I was getting mad Luke Skywalker vibes. Yeah, but he I, I definitely got back. that, and I was I I was okay with that because I was okay with the last Jedi sure. Luke Skywalker. I, I, was I was okay like, with it too. Yourself... I'm just saying it was just very interesting that it was like very similar. I was like, oh okay. Willow That's just good. he wasn't as grumpy though. He was he always believed in. The magic. And then he'd he always, get knocked back, and then he start, went back yeah. and forth. And I think that's the good thing. He didn't always believe, and he wasn't always grumpy. There were times when he would yeah. be like, "We're gonna keep going. That's what we do, right?" And then, like you know, in his tent or whatever, he's like, "Oh my gosh, you know, I, I don't think we can do this anymore." Like, speaking I, I'm, I'm people, a fraud, you know. Yeah. Speaking of people in the show, James, I know we have a picture of it. Why don't we bring up the character that uh, is played by our buddy Jonas? Which was such a nice surprise. The Scourge. Yeah. Look at how big he is. And I mm-hmm. and we know because we met him at celebration. He's a big yeah. guy. Uh, and he is owning this. I was so happy when they announced this. And he was talking about it on Instagram. And I was like, I'm so happy for you. And he liked it. And I was like, hooray. These oh, yeah, characters I'm... very much reminded me of the Avengers Infinity War. Oh, villains. yes. The three guys that show up to like find all the stones. Because there's always they're... three. I th- no, I think there's four in Avengers, actually. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah, but I think one of them dies like fairly early. Well, this one dies too. What's her yeah. name? The the Dag? Yeah, the Dag dies. She gets blown up. A lot of blowing up in this show. Sounds like you said the dog dies. <laughs> oh, the Dag. Dag. You know, the it's a sad dies. story when the Dag dies. It's like <laughs> Brad Pitt in uh, Snatch. Dags? Yeah, Dag, Dag, Dag. Um... What else yeah, are we looking and, at? 
Yeah, sure. Throw up some more pictures. Well, well we got brownies it. again. That was a direct callback from the movie mm-hmm. with the original actor that played uh, the brownies in the first Kevin one. Kevin Pollock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a, lot a of really people, nice surprise. A lot of people were really mad about this because apparently his daughter is wearing some sort of like band shirt or something. And they were I like, found that oh people, my gosh, it's just so, it's I so guess... unreal that they would make a mistake like that or just like not give into the lore of the world. and just. I feel like this show was going for a more modern hip vibe and people were annoyed about that. People didn't like that it was taking a step away from the Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and more into like modern references. But at the end of the day, uh, this is like kind of made up world i guess Mo- modern dialogue i saw people talking about which i yeah. i i you know people saying the term make out and stuff like that and you know what they said the b They're... word yeah they said oh, the well, b word in the finale look star wars said ass in the rise of skywalker you know so um it, it's and they've used the words damn and hell in the original trilogy like they, i think the only thing that maybe you could have a little bit of an argument with uh, you can have an argument with whatever you want i'm just saying me like starting the modern music as you're finishing up the story, maybe push that until you get to the credits and not do a fade in. That's mm-hmm. the a small thing uh, for see, me. See, I like that. I like that the fade. I, I like that it was it, building but... to that. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, as a musical cue. Um, Can we bring up Kit's armor because we, we're talking about it, and they're also talking about it in the chat. Which it looks like someone what? in the chat named Jez actually worked on the show and and made some of the armor oh. for Kit, which is kind of yeah, cool. I want to hear about that. One one, one awesome. more thing though about uh, what we were just talking about um, mm-hmm. the sort of modern reference. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. So let's go to the picture. <laughs> Look how cool she looks. I can't wait to see cosplayers. I hope at Celebration we get some Willow cosplayers because I will be taking all the photos with them. Now, does um, Hasbro do Willow figures? Because that's So a here's the Hasbro. sad thing is they haven't. They've done Star Wars and they're doing Indiana Jones, but they did not do Willow. So maybe it's time so I start nagging Willow? them about Willow. I don't think anybody's doing any Willow merch. I haven't like seen Like Hasbro anything. has the rights, but they're not doing it. Oh, I don't know. All right, so TRB is officially putting our hat in the ring. We're going to create the action figures for Willow. And Who wants um, to help create this armor for me? That's what I want to know. I want to wear this. I, I want to see. really cool. Because <laughs> we didn't know if the books confirmed or didn't confirm multiple seasons. So I wanted to make a Make Willow 2 Happen shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I got this wrong. Jez didn't make the armor, but he watched it and made it. And it's an incredible oh, yeah. build. Oh, Very cool, Jez. Very awesome. Sorry really cool. I misunderstood you, but that's still really awesome. Uh, and someone is saying in the chat that they do have uh, Super 7 has Willow figures. Look at right. Eric with his lightsaber. I mean, oh, when he transformed into like the chrome, that is where Darth like, Maul's. which I'm realizing, which I didn't realize in the beginning of the series, is every time someone gets infected, they looked like the crone. So they lost mm-hmm. that specific eye. They had those specific cuts, and I didn't realize it until Eric. Yeah. Yep. So, like, the guy that gets his head chopped off by Jade looks yeah. just like this, missing the same eye. So it's like they get infected with that specific. Well, look. like it's almost like possession or something right. like like like, you yeah. know, like men in black when the guy starts looking all weird. <laughs> you know? Or, it's, well, it's... you could say like the fly in the sense that like there's a period of time where he's half this person and half the fly or so, the like, exorcist. There's a, a mix between one. the two. 
yeah you can you can start to tell that this thing that i'm looking at is half this person and half that person like oh, almost like that morphe me <laughs> instagram page <laughs> you know the one where they mix the two celebrity faces or yeah whatever? yeah yep yep um do you guys have a favorite moment from the whole series because i know we talked about obviously the finale but was there anything in the whole series that was your favorite we don't have the picture but it's when they're in this oh my world. god i love kenneth there he is guys i love everything about kenneth the mother under when they were training in this world with the the lake water mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. and the sky was reflected on the ground and it was the purple and pinks and stuff i was the like stars, this yeah takes me straight to like final fantasy 10 you know, oh, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. my gosh, like, this just feels so much like these worlds that uh, are only they only live in fantasy. Um, they don't they're not real places that you could go and visit. Of course, in real life, there are places. It's like a dream when you're there. You're like, holy crap, I can't believe yeah. this is on Earth. But mm -hmm. um, sometimes when you put, you know, certain things together, it just becomes a dream. Yeah, exactly. Lacey, what about you? Uh, come back to me. Go ahead, John. You go first. Come back. I always I have find, too many favorites. I don't know that we always have patterns and stuff, but I feel like when we do these favorite things, you two usually go by a visual shot or like like something visual. And mine's usually like a story thing. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's it's Kit with the armor sort of you know, her that the her story was the best part of the series for me. Again, you know, I and and I her getting having her moment and finally being able to have center stage in a sense when she finally in the last two episodes lets go of her bitterness and her anger and disdain for uh, her parents caring for Alora so much her her coming to terms with that and when she was as soon as she was able to let that go she's able to come into her own her getting that armor and and being uh, having everything she wants. And being able to live her life the way she wants to live it personally and, and, and as a as a warrior, like everything about it, you see from episode one, this girl who's about to go give vows to this guy she doesn't love, be a princess, all these things she doesn't want to do. Meanwhile, when she has her free time, she's over fighting, pretending she's going on adventures with her best friend. And then fast forward to the end. If you take the first episode and watch that and watch the eighth episode, the, I'm so happy for that character that Kit got to live the life and be who she want always felt she was and i think that that's my favorite moment seeing her finally get that armor and have that big moment and of course bring her brother back i also like just as the show went on you had you had that ongoing story between the the, the multiple main characters right but you also had the single episode that focused on side character a lot more and you learn that person and they all kind of went through their own journeys but yeah, you know, you can almost point to like, well, this episode was about Graydon. This episode was about Borman, right? Which is and great for a series to, to be able to do that. Yeah. I exactly, love when they do when that. you get to the end, you see all of them standing there, and you'd be like, "We've all come so far." You know, in a movie, not you like can't one do of that. Them like, well, that person's the same person, right? You know? Yeah. I also love shows like this that have all these different kind of side moments for characters because it lets like us, like a group of friends, pick your favorite character. You know yeah. what I mean? Like no, no one's ever going to fall on the exact same like order of characters they like or whatever. Oh, after the show, like when we saying, play Willow, you can pick, I'll be Kit, you'll be Alora. You're going to be Kit, yeah, okay. James will yeah. be Borman. 
And there we go. Absolutely. He's the best. <laughs> um, he is a hundred percent the best. Like he's uh... he made me laugh so much throughout the series. Like I can't say it enough. This series is like a hug. Like I really enjoyed it. And, and every moment I had a smile on my face, even when it was like scary and stuff, because I get scared really easily, but scary and stuff and gory because <laughs> I knew at the end it was going to end on a note that you were like, all right, let's go. Like yeah. every episode I ended with like, yes, like, all right. I, I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, we're about to hit yeah. the finale. Are they going to kill anybody? And my just gut was like, this isn't that type of show. Like I, you know, in, in a way, like, I know, I know the Rise of Skywalker has like Kylo Ren dying or whatever, but to me, it's like you can't kill Poe, you can't kill Finn, you can't kill Ray. Those are the three. That's it. Anybody else? Right. And if nobody dies, the there's no risk. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But you can't kill these three because that's the story of Star Wars. These three have to make it out because they are the core, right? Um, it's like Han, Luke, and Leia, right? You're not it's like kill Hunger Games, the Peter, end of the Katniss. third movie. Yeah. exactly so um even even though they're all up and down like pete is a villain for a while right it's like yeah okay but another know, whatever. another thing the you the, the guy you lovable guy that goes bad that's like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but but i knew that. i knew in my heart going into the final episode that it was going to be something where all the characters survived and i was actually really surprised when they killed off graden but then I was like, okay, they didn't really kill him off. He's still around. There's still going to be a character. He's obviously over here or whatever. That and that's why Laura like looked whatever. back, like she didn't want to leave because she probably yeah. felt that he wasn't. And it felt wrong. It yeah. didn't feel. Yeah. There was no closure on that moment. They were all walking away, and I'm like, how do we? How are we sure he's dead? I I was like, I guess that's it. And I was kind of unsettled by them just being like man still got his flute we'll tell people he was great and they're walking away and i'm like i why are they not going back and like you know well, closing they, the door because they saw him evaporate and they explode just yeah. i so did i <laughs> i saw it happen and i'm still like but it is a weird thing that's such a lovable character in the world and the but they don't know that they're in willow <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we know that they're in willow no borman knows he's like this is your story <laughs> oh well, those yeah, the, the 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 meta self self uh, aware lines, and there was a lot of humor too. Like when when Willow like has this big emotional moment with Alora, then he's like, All right, "I'm gonna go kill these guys now." was <laughs> like so hard. And then Borman's line when he goes, "Blokes," he I'm, says, "I'm gonna go kill these blokes." He bleeds blokes. Yeah, and then when Borman goes, "I'm gonna." go out of this world the way I came in naked and kicking ass. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I love that amazing. speech by the way of all I like, I mean, um, Jade has a great speech before she, she jumps off the edge and stuff, but out mm -hmm. of all of them, the one that I felt the most like earned was, um, Borman's. Cause for some reason he's literally like standing there and they're like, Hey, you want to get a sandwich or whatever? You know I mean? This yeah. is it for he's us. Like, Don't say anything more. I'm going to cry. And he's like, I'm going to, and he's like, he just jumps. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, like yeah. Willow as and Willow's leaving, home. Yeah. <laughs> as Willow's leaving, I'm I I believed that he was really standing there, going like, pulling the Han Solo thing. Like, you can try to say you're this all you want, but at the end of the day, you are this other thing, and you will always do the right thing. Um, that's Borman's character. He's very Han Solo in that regard. But uh, but that was the thing I could I, I knew that going in and I see him standing on the thing and he's the last one. And I'm like, what's going to be his reason to go over the edge? And, and I was like waiting for it. And the way he processes it within himself 
Or we could entertain the idea of going forward. We could jump off the cliff, right? And then he goes for it. And um, I don't know. I wish I wish we would have seen. I don't know. I guess I did Willow fine. But okay. I was like, I was trying to figure out what really made him come back. Why? Would, if he's so involved, why did he walk away in the first place? But I don't know. To I see know. if she could do it on her own. Yeah. So let's, since we're talking about Borman so much, because we love him. What are our favorite Borman moments? Mine are one where he says, why don't we all just make out? <laughs> like, let's skip there. Let's all make out. And two, after he gets the armor and he's sitting on the beach before they take go to the uh, Beyond the Shattered Sea. And Jade goes, or Kit, I think, goes, why don't you just put the armor on? He is like, you can't just casually put this on. You can't just casually make this decision. Like, it has to be at the right moment. And it was, like, so smart and wittily written by John Kasdan that I was like, that is so such a writer note like that's john kasdan speaking to us you can't just casually put this armor on you have to wait for the perfect moment and they did and they waited for kit and i think those are my two favorite borman moments they do poke fun at uh tropes yes while using them which is really funny and it's so funny yeah it's so i, I... I would like to go back and I'd like to watch like a YouTube video of like collage of all his like Willow, but just Borman, you know what I mean? Just the like shower all of his... scene, the shower yeah. scene where he's like, oh, I fought my way out. And it's like in the shower. I kind of like I kind of like the dance scene where like he's on the truffle or whatever. And like he's got his eye on her and he's like moving forward, <laughs> like through the people, like moving out of the way of other people. That was pretty good. Um, but the, no, by far he did. I think he was just hilarious the whole way through. Yeah, yeah he's and, so good. You know, James, it's funny you say you liked the second to last episode the best because the writer for the movie Willow um, co-wrote the second episode of the series and the seventh episode of the series, which Bob Dolman, which I think is really cool. He he's been he was been a producer that was kind of understated, and I'm not sure why, but the original writer of Willow was very heavily involved in this series. Um, and that's why like sometimes, but I think when people, I don't want to say lazily, but it feels that way. Just like say like, Oh, this destroys the, the original. It's like everyone involved, Ron Howard, uh, Bob Dolman, Lucasfilm are all uh, Warwick Davis are all back doing this. So I wonder what George thought of this. I bet he loved it. Uh, if I, if I had to guess, because, it told like those those fables, those more those morality tales, those lessons for kids, and I think that's really. I always I, any interview you ever hear George Lucas talk about that was the most important thing to him. So I would I, like to think that he he enjoyed it. Yeah, the f- I the story I really loved, or like kind of like thread theme throughout the series that I really enjoyed that I would have loved growing up was it's okay <laughs> to be scared, like that. They consistently kind of set that up for kit and for laura and for a lot of the other characters but specifically those two that yeah yeah it's okay to be scared but it's how you handle being scared and what you do to move forward but like it's okay to be scared it's okay to be mad it's okay to have feelings because i don't know about you guys growing up i was told to like don't have any emotions like suck it up basically so like to see characters in kind of roles that could impact kids or children and being said like yes you're scared that's okay that's normal that's that's all right um was just like really refreshing yeah, um absolutely yeah i agree 
Um, I was gonna say I I wrote it down because I <laughs> that point that I was gonna make a while ago. Oh, <laughs> was the 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 uh, references to real life and the normal talk or whatever. Um, because it's in the original movie, uh, Mad Mardigan says, "And I'm the king of Kashmir, which is not a place in that world. That's a real place. The king of Kashmir is a famous historical person in mm -hmm. our real world. So it's like right. even in the even in the original movie, which I mean, we don't want to go down that pike of like how these are how the show is more like the movie than you remember or you think or you're you're not giving it enough credit. Um, all these like it is an things, absolute extension because I watched them back to back. It is literally like going right onto the next page mm -hmm. of the story. And and so so I was like that that's just another thing for when people say well they don't like that there was a real world mention in the TV show I'm like buddy he says yeah and I'm the king of Kashmir in the original in the movie and I'm like that's not that's you get the joke and that's enough you know it's not supposed to be uh well this doesn't make sense because this is a real place in real life it's we have to write in some lore thing here it's just it's a joke so. Does the joke land? Yes. Then Willow was a good movie because <laughs> the jokes landed, right? Yeah. The show um, was very funny. I very also funny. had uh, a, a weird thing, and I don't know if you guys had any of this in a, at all because, again, advanced copies and stuff, we watch more of it. But did you have any theories at one point that didn't pan out? Because I I'll, knew I'll a Laura Dannon was a Laura Dannon from the first moment you see her on screen. I'm proud of that. Well, he, he's saying, well, did you have a theory that did not pan out? Did not. I know, pan but out. I wanted to let you know that that did pan out, and I was right. Mine oh, called call it culture is back. <laughs> Mine uh, <laughs> was I had this weird theory that that Borman was actually an an older version of Graydon. Like somehow oh. they were going to explain that oh, that gosh. was like him wow. from the future That's or something kind of cool though and he was like he was sort of helping him learn things and become mm -hmm. who he was supposed to become because he was more courageous and and kind of like a very, terminator like, thing where they come back in time yeah. to help them oh but it didn't pan out so i mean it still could <laughs> technically but he could be a wizard or a, a sorcerer by the third season and they could explain that. But I, I don't know. I don't think it's going that direction at this point. Man, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I had any theories. I just, I went into the series because it wasn't Star Wars with like a really fresh yeah, take. Relaxed. Fresh I don't, brain. I'll just enjoy it for what it is. Kind of. It was, it was a delight to go into every episode being like, I'm just going to watch this. And we're going to talk about it eventually, or I'm going to react to it. But for now, I'm just going to watch. Um, I didn't really have any theories. I just, I I really, really loved this series. I, and I can't wait to watch it again. I thought we were going to get a sort of CG version of Mad Mardigan uh, oh, materializing. Yeah, yeah. Because they kept using his voice. And obviously, wait, you, you thought know, they were going to have uh, an a young Obi-Wan slowly move into an, an older Alec Guinness Obi-Wan. There we go. There it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can always tell when you're going to deliver a joke because you you have a big smirk on your face. But Yeah, and you're I not readable thought, at all. No. I'm like, a, I could play poker with anybody. Yeah, not really. But no, yeah, I thought we were going to see him and it was going to be like almost one of those things where 
because I felt like Mad Mardigan is in some sort of odd like purgatory. Yeah, he's able to. He's, he's trapped. To, yeah, he's able to speak to Kit, and we don't really. They didn't really finish that uh, that story off and let us know like what the deal is. But I thought it was gonna be one of those things where he finally sees that his kids and Alora are in a good place, and he could let go. Sort of like. That, I mean, it's, it's it's a trope and it's happened in, in stories where, you know, uh, whether it's I don't want to spoil movies right now, but um, where you, we would see him sort of materialize and uh, then vanish uh, permanently or something like that and give closure to Val Kilmer's character. And they could easily have done that uh, by making him an apparition. And that, that way I know that, what movie you're talking about. No there's like three on the top. Of my I head. know which one you're talking about, though. They, I, I mean, they, the they, like, they could have they could have Luke and Boba Fett sort of style done something in that fantasy world where, you know, he's there or something. They, That's they one of them. <laughs> That's one of them. Um, but th- there's another big one, too. But, you know, I thought that would have been cool and it would have given like a nice uh, bookend to the to Mad Mardigan story. Um, and maybe they explore that. It's not done know, yet. Future. Yeah. Yeah. Because because. A part of the reason why Val Kilmer couldn't come back is because he was still recovering from throat cancer and COVID was a, a, with his health. He couldn't uh, obviously risk that. So maybe there's there. They left it open on purpose because if mm-hmm. they hopefully can do a season two, maybe we get that thread closed out and he can uh, appear in some way. I think that'd be awesome because he's he's that healthy. Cool. He doesn't have his voice anymore. Um, but he, he, he right. Right. And but he you know, he's healthy enough to to perform and act and he still does a lot of creative things so i think that'd be awesome to get val back in for a cameo or something like that but i saw people in the chat bringing up willow's wife and it's funny i was googling her too and i was wondering that too because the end of willow is so sweet because he goes on this whole adventure and he he fools this queen with his lack of magic and then when he gets back he sees kaya and he just goes kaya they have this big family group hug (laughs) And I want to know, did, did I miss something? Did, did they explain what happened? He explains, I'm blanking right now. He explains that son. something happened and then something happened to the the, the son and then the wife never forgave him. Or like this, the, something of the wife, the son never forgave him and all he has is Mims. The, the, yeah, they, they either are just going to ignore that or or explain that in in a future story or something because it is like the end of willow it's so sweet and heartwarming like that family hug when they're all together when he gets home mm-hmm. uh you know i so i i wish his whole family was still in this i don't you know i don't know what what the reasons were behind it but that's okay you know it's, mm-hmm. it's part of it but uh i you know we're up on an hour so do you guys want to do some light like quick brief you know, if they continue on, what what may happen? Sure. Uh, I think Graydon is obviously getting kind of brainwashed by this, like, seductive, dark Alora. <laughs> uh, and he's going to kind of get, uh, be stuck on that side of the fight because he's just not going to understand where, that it's not really her. I think the army is obviously going to get out and a big battle will ensue. The question is if that battle will be in volume two or volume three. Um, Alora is probably going to have kind of guilt that Graydon died and still be battling with that as well as figuring out who she is. Because when we meet her, her whole personality is like basically being the girl that's like puppy love and like 
infatuated with Eric. So now she has to kind of figure out what that means. Hopefully we're going to see her being continue to be besties with Jade and uh, Kit. Mm-hmm. That that was yeah. another point of closure for me. Like what the whole Graydon thing happened because I was like, something doesn't feel right. Like I feel like he didn't really die because they had this whole lead up to the whole season of him falling in love with Alora, And then he never like, confesses that or says goodbye really you know or anything to her and i'm like what what would have been the point to all that so to me there's right now they feel like the two that they're eventually going to be together it's their love story yeah yeah but season two is going to be rescuing him she's going to get like visions of him or something he's in the upside down right now sort of yeah yeah. (laughs) and she's going to get these visions to to like i know where he is and we have to go get him they're all going to be like all right, let's go. There, yeah, there we he's go. alive. No, we saw yeah. him disappear. No, I know it. You know, that kind of thing. And his powers will play a role in, in that, too, because now they're I don't know that, that he's up. getting brainwashed, though. I feel like he's I don't know either, trapped, but... but I feel like he's going to be like. Just stuck in this world and and like, but you have to remember, go kind of like Eric uh, was Ant-Man pretty... is uh, his the wife. Was sure. down there like fighting on her own for a long time, and then they finally rescue her. She's like, Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, it just with what happened to Eric, they kind of set up what's going to happen to Graydon. Is like Eric was stuck somewhere and he wasn't bad, nothing happened to him, but he said he yes. was there for like how long it was like 36 days or something crazy, like mm-hmm. for a while, and then eventually he just gave in because he had no will left. So the question is, how strong-willed is Graydon? Um, because think think now that I've said it, I'm getting... Though. I know, but now I'm totally getting PETA vibes from him where he's like this sweet, innocent, like means well, but like if you get beat up enough or you get treated a certain way enough, you're going to turn into kind of like you're going to have trauma. You're going to have I hear what of- you're saying, but the more you're saying it, I'm more convinced that they're not going to go down the route that they just did with Eric where you have someone who should be a good guy, but he's sort of brainwashed. They don't know how to approach him because he's good, but he's possessed. I I, I think they're going to go somewhere different with that because I don't think the world that he's in is a mind-altering state. He's there, and he doesn't know where he is. Like but Will Byers. That's what I'm assuming, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, he's there, but he's not like in the zone or becoming evil or something. I think that was this other world where they had the water and there was nothing to do so you're bored and you'd be willing to do anything just get me out of this boredom you know you'll succumb to that whatever but this is like a war zone there's like all an army there and they're fighting yeah it looks like the, terminator or whatever and they're I'm bringing like, it up oh in the gosh. chat the two-headed uh monster from the movie is also right in the, yeah i the saw scene. that yeah. yeah yeah i love yeah i think yeah i think he he has a, a longer role to play um and he'll become greater and greater. And then the two of them will probably have a kid by the end of the third season or something. And then I'd love that, James. They like, you know, tease how powerful sorcerer that thing's going to be. <laughs> you know, Give <laughs> me a happy ending. <laughs> well, let's hope that there is more Willow because I certainly left that open for us. Um, so um, hopefully people watch it and people enjoy it. And people who stopped watching it, I. If, if this episode didn't convince you, I strongly advise you to keep going because it got get, kept getting better and better for me. Um, but uh, any final thoughts for uh, take us out of here? Oh, the series is so good. I don't know if I have any more th- final thoughts, but 
I'm going to be yelling about this series for a long time. Nice. Yeah, I hope it grows. And I know all caps. I know this is one of those things I said it a, a while back, but like I was really hoping this show would be like just a blowout hit because it would bode well for the solo series with Kasdan and multiple members, at least three members of this crew coming back to do that show as well. Um, but I don't know. It still feels like it's a little bit of a toss up. Like, I feel like I still see people criticizing it. And in, in my real life, talking to friends, I still find that I have more friends that are like, I don't know about that show than I do that are loving it. But yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, maybe they see more of it and then they get it and then, okay, all right. Not that they're not getting it, but you know what I mean? They like become I mean, more okay with it, the, that it, it take it for what it is. Kind of Disney thing. Plus has been losing money, so it's going to be a tall order. It just comes down to, did people watch it? And if people watch it, then we'll get more. And hopefully that's the case. And And I think with the way Disney Plus productions are, I mean, yes, this was on location and stuff, but... Um, I'm sure the budget wasn't too bad. So, you know, hopefully things work out because I, I don't want to say goodbye to these characters just yet. And we got two more books on that shelf, right, James? So, absolutely. Um, all right. So, just so everybody knows, uh, if you showed up late, um, don't worry. This is going to be on the channel, but we're also going to pop this on the podcast feed. So, it's going to be on the audio feeds as well. Um, and so, everybody knows uh, we are going back to a galaxy far, far away tomorrow night. Going live again at 8.30 East, TRB Live, talking all the latest Star Wars news. Uh, so hopefully you're not sick of us because we're just, uh, when we do more <laughs> content, the other content is still there. We're still doing it. And a big <laughs> big part of that is thanks to your support, whether you are an avid listener, a new listener, you watch our channel, or you're a patron of TRB, uh, it is helps us grow and it allows us to do what we do and it allows our families to have the patience to allow us to do what we do. So uh, I want to uh, say a big thank you to our patrons uh, because the, the extra, not extra, but the additional stuff we've been branching out and doing, we couldn't have done any of this without having that backing. So a big thank you to anyone who supports us or has supported us or is thinking about supporting us on patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, the tiers start at $5 a month. Um, more support we get, the more we can do. And the bigger we can grow this thing, the more time we can put into it. So thank you for all that. And I want to give a big shout out to our top supporters, our generals and spice runners. Uh, our generals, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, Aaron Ellington, and Diana. Uh, some some of you I saw in the chat and Spice Runners saw a couple of you in the chat. David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan War, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. However you support TRB, thank you. We hope you're having fun with us. It's going to be an awesome year. And if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the show on your preferred audio platform or, of course, the channel. We're growing the subscriber list. So uh, YouTube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. If you're an audio listener, go over there and subscribe. And that is basically all of those plugs. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. We just put out a podcast on Ben Affleck's The Town. If you want to check that out, just look up Just Like the Movies on your favorite pod app. Uh, James, how about you, pal? Um, you can find me both on Instagram and Twitter at Myra Trunks. 
and Hive Social, right? Yeah, Hive Social. No, you're James Bainey on Hive, aren't you? I actually am James Bainey on Oh, uh, we, yeah, we got to bring back Hive. Away. I don't know if it's still a thing, but anyway. Uh, Lacey, first of all, nice hat. Thank you. Love Coming it. Coming soon to our store. Excellent. Yes. I like it. And where can people? Or in the mail. Got you up about <laughs> Willow in all caps. Yeah. Um, people can talk to me about Willow and geek out about Kit with me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. And I also want to remind you that you can head over to Gentle Giant at gentlegiantltd.com slash Star Wars. I know this isn't Star Wars related, but you can get 20% off in stock items. Uh, all caps, resist 20. And we have a coffee, which supports small business, including veterans, and our podcast. So you can head over to weirdbrothers.com, resistance brew, and have a and wonderful evening. Absolutely. Yeah. You can see this. But we are only three <laughs> reviews away on Spotify. <laughs> there it is. From 400. We are killing it on Spotify. Thanks, to everybody. So if you haven't rated us on Spotify yet and you have it, just look us up. Give us five stars and get us over 400 before tomorrow night, please. Um, all right. So we're going to get out of here. Uh, thank you to everybody who hung with us all season watching our Willow reviews. If you're just getting to the series, we did a review of every single episode exclusively on our channel. So check that out. And thanks for coming along the ride with us. And we'll see you guys tomorrow night right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.